to Internet Marketing for Humans, digestible internet marketing insight and advice to help you grow your business. Hello and welcome back to Internet Marketing for Humans. I'm your host, Andrew Laws. So as you know, we kind of treat the phrase internet marketing with very kind of broad terms. Um, that means that we don't just talk about SEO or paid advertising or things like that. Also gather to gather up or gather together interesting people that we think have, have a good or curious take on internet marketing as a whole. I've been going to some networking sessions in Ipswich, which have been a lot of fun, and they go under the name of Powered Up Networking, or Pub Networking, as, as we also call them. And they're run by a fella called Milo, Milo Dunn. So I've got Milo here with me, because we've had some interesting discussions at these kind of networking events, and we'll, we'll give you the, the link in the URL, um, which is the same thing, isn't it? We'll give you the link in, in, in the description at the end so you can find out more if you're local. Um, and if you're not local, then, I don't know, pay Milo to franchise it, I guess, would be a <laughs> good suggestion. Okay, Milo, so would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, thank you, Andrew. Um, yes, I'm Milo, um, and I run Powered Up Business Networking, which Ooh, abbreviates, yes, you did forget the business, <laughs> um, which abbreviates to uh, Pub Networking, which takes place in a pub. Um, if Should anyone want a franchise of it, um, I I am speaking to somebody in Watford, of all places, Ooh. which might take it on. But, um, yeah, anyone else uh, want to take the idea, you're more than welcome. Um, I also am a LinkedIn lead generation specialist um, with my company, Digital Dominator. Good stuff. So the reason I've got you here today is we want to talk about copy. Um, Milo and I have something in common, which is that we've both studied comedy writing. Would that be fair to say, or studied it, or done a fair amount of it? Which I, is, I wrote a script, okay, um, or two episodes of a comedy, and then read a few books. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 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 I studied that. might be a slightly strong word for myself, but um, I have a good working concept of it. I cool. Suppose. No, I, th- I think study, study fair because if if you've learned a bit about it, you find yourself accidentally kind of assessing every comedy you ever see i mean kind of stand up for me is is kind of ruined because i know the structure and i kind of can spot it and it's kind of fun but anyway the reason i got you along today is that a lot of the copy you use to to promote yourself and to promote your networking um events is is kind of fun so we want to talk about how copy can affect people's perception of your of your business now we talked before I switch the mics on, about any kind of real clanging mistakes that we've spotted out in the wild we can talk about. can't necessarily think of any that exciting that or any that, that wouldn't get me wrapped across the knuckles by someone. But I think a fairly safe one we can use, which is quite a famous one, is Electrolux. I think it was in the 90s, literally translated their Scandinavian advertising to the American market. And the American people at Electrolux said, you don't want to do this, it's a mistake. But Electrolux stuck with it. And they had on adverts the phrase, nothing sucks like an Electrolux. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think it sort of ended up doing quite well for them, actually, because, you know, in the days before things really went viral, it kind of went viral. It it was something everyone was talking about. And it was the, the last comment on the news that night. And in other news, Electrolux, blah, 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 blah. So, no, it, it kind of worked well, but... So rather than necessarily talking about kind of mistakes today, I just want to talk to you, Milo, about how people can improve their perception. You know, the words you choose in the headlines you write. Um, let's focus on LinkedIn, for example. How, 
how many sort of how often do you see kind of quite a limp headline that that, that is uninspiring and and what what suggestions could you give for kind of improving that um well it's it's a bit horses for courses you get a lot of people that will work for a company mm-hmm. um and are sort of boxed into what they can actually put so sort of quite plain quite boring Mm. um and that seems to be the norm for a lot of business owners as well because that's just what people do Mm. um but with your headline you've got your summary you've got your profile picture you've got your um header image as well now they're all a chance if if you're a business owner um, to really get across your brand Um, and it doesn't have to be you know I'm managing director at X Mm. Um, you know my summary for example is you know I'm chief coffee boy Mm. as well as the managing director of my company Um, because at the end of the day I am the one who also makes the coffee Um, and it's it's little fun snippets of just being different just standing out just it's a headline it's supposed to grab people's attention it's not supposed to be boring Mm. and with everybody on there fighting for their slice of the pie within LinkedIn, it is important that people look at you. It might just be your profile picture, your name and your headline is all that they see. Mm. If that doesn't grab their attention, they'll be looking at the next person. Absolutely. I mean, they see it quite a lot, especially with kind of personal profiles. I think people are quite risk averse. And if they're working for a fairly large company, it's almost like they don't want to take the risk. I mean, you know, the, the risk of being seen off brand for whoever they work for. But I think kind of freelancers or people in small companies, I think they should absolutely take that risk because mm. when you look through LinkedIn, it's very beige. It's, you know, it's, it's very, it's, it's a good tool, but it's very, it's kind of predictable. The, the amount of profiles you see and say, you know, I went to this university and I did, I don't think most people care, to be honest. If, if you're looking to build a business relationship or finding someone to solve a problem you have, I'm not necessarily that interested in kind of where they went to school and and whatever else. I'd rather see someone who I can identify with in some way. Um, we've talked about this in the past about being more human with kind of your networking. And I think yeah. you know you've shown on your profile. Everyone should just just go look up Milo Milo Dunn. Do you want to spell a, out your surname for with us? an E? With D-U-N-N-E. an E. Double N E. See, I, yeah. I have three profiles, possibly four. Okay. I think this no. There's three under the name Milo Dunn. Okay. Are they um, all fun? I, um, the, two of them, at the very least, are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, not so much. But I'm trying to merge it at the moment. Okay. They're being a bit awkward, but I'm just trying to merge that one. So, um, so, but I would say to everybody that is actually against link against LinkedIn's terms and conditions. So uh, a, don't grasp me in, and and b. <laughs> Don't try it yourself without talking to me first. There you go, kind of wise words. So if you kind of look look for a company like Digital Dominator, your company, kind of a lot of people talk in very, very quite staid terms and they're very much, this is what we do. It's the classic thing with any advertising. A lot of people say this exists rather than this is why you should, or why you need kind of us. So kind of how, how have you gone about with your personal profile, for example, I know the answer, obviously, because I, I know you, but for anyone listening, what have you done differently? Let's, let's go from top to bottom. So from your avatar image right through to your description, we've got the coffee boy bit. Um, I think my main profile, my uh, profile picture is um, my face. 
on top of uh, Mary from Something About Mary. <laughs> and it is the, um, there's Something About Mary film poster. Mm-hmm. Um, so the dog is now a little LinkedIn dog looking up at me. Um, and I have a nice set of legs at the same time. Um, my you header image... Yours? Sorry? You didn't photograph No, no, they, they weren't. They'd, it's been, been a few years since my legs were quite that skinny, to be <laughs> fair. But um, my header image is a testimonial mm-hmm. from William Shakespeare on how I helped him um, sell his books on LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, I've got a few little, like my jobs. Um, like I so said, I mentioned that, you know, I'm, I'm the chief coffee boy um, and that. I've got my businesses that I run or have run on there. Um, I'm rather going on with my um, history, uh, working history. Um, I've just put that it was a, a range of soul-destroying bullshit within insurance. <laughs> Fair um, enough. Which, you know, it was. Which so. I think kind of knowing you personally, I think fits the brand very nicely. It's it's kind of irreverent, but there's there's a real core of, yeah, it's like you're playing with a toy, your kind of LinkedIn profile. It's, it's like, you know, you throw a dog a toy. I'm not really sure. I'm, let's drop that analogy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it fits in. I mean, like the business, yeah, how, how do you reinforce this, this perception that you're creating of your brand outside of LinkedIn? Um, what, within LinkedIn, you mean? No, outside of LinkedIn. So, I'm just going to wave a visual cue at you. Okay. Um, yeah, well, a, a, a lot of the... Um, a lot of the posts that I have put on LinkedIn, including my profile picture, as I've mentioned, is my head superimposed on uh, film covers. Mm-hmm. Um, so my business cards are um, the film covers as well on, on the backs. Um, and also when I go out networking as well, as you can see now, I am wearing one as me as uh, Ace Ventura. But instead, I am Ace Generator of Leads. <laughs> Great. Um, and yeah, it's just... It works well in terms of having a specific brand for myself, um, but it also works in getting me conversations with people that I like to have conversations with. Mm. I don't like to deal with stuffy companies. I don't like general business boring chit chat. I like to talk about my passions beyond business as well. And and you know, like we have over music mm. and and things like that. You know that that's what creates a strong business bond is finding stuff outside of business that you have in common. It's it's absolutely something we're into at the moment i mean i've kind of got a, a rough theory that i don't really want to work with any com- companies or any any because it's people you know people work with people i don't want to really work with anyone who i wouldn't feel happy inviting to a barbecue yeah i mean i don't have many barbecues so it's, it's only a theory but i think you've hit upon something quite interesting which is using the copy on linkedin to filter out people you don't want to speak to mm. i mean many years ago when i first started i had a very generic profile which is in <laughs> brought me leads that, that ultimately were no good to me because if you stick with obviously i'm in the marketing kind of niche and it is niche it's not niche sorry <laughs> americans um i would say we will increase your bird it's the same thing absolutely everyone was saying so i get lots of inappropriate inquiries so yeah y- using copy can filter out i don't say time wasted but just kind of people who aren't a good fit yeah, absolutely. Can you expand upon that kind of anymore? Yeah, I mean, I one of the main things I do with the the lead generation is it, it's it's building your audience, but it's also starting the conversations off with them as well. Mm. There's various ways that you can do it. 
Um, you know, I'm sure most people who have a LinkedIn account have had somebody connect with them, and then a couple of days later, they'll then get a follow-up message. Mm-hmm. Um, most people are crap at doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as you said, it's like oh, we we can do this. We've been established since blah blah blah, and it's like it, people are talking about stuff that nobody on the receiving end cares about yeah, at absolutely. all. Absolutely. So. It, it is an effective method. It is an effective method. And I know it annoys some people, and I don't apologise for that because it gets results. Um, but you, it's the same thing, you know. You can make it fun. You mm. can start off a very good conversation with somebody and then lead it into business. Yeah. You can go in with a very much, you know, thank you very much for connecting. Um, it would be nice to have a coffee to get to know you some point, mm. point of view. If you don't start the conversation... The other person's not going to start it. Absolutely. I think with LinkedIn especially, people are in danger of forgetting that just because it's online, you still have to, you know, act as a human. And you wouldn't go up to someone at a networking event, for example, and open with, I've got 25 years experience. Because people would just probably just turn around and walk away. So I, I find it bizarre that, and that, that people would do that on LinkedIn. I, I get loads from... There's not many people here at Andrew Laws Associates, and I'm kind of all right with that, but I get a lot of inquiries through LinkedIn, a lot of people messaging me. Hi, can I speak to the person who deals with your phones? And I kind of, I've stopped replying. (laughs) I used to kind of like, not be be mean to anyone, but just sort of, I don't know, have some fun with it. Partly because if if it's someone in a big boiler room or call centre, I think, well, you know, I'll give them a bit of light relief for a few minutes and... (laughs) It's the same for getting kind of spam phone calls at home. I'll generally try and have a conversation with someone just to, I don't know, make the world a slightly better place. But that that kind of contact completely misses the point. I don't. It's, you might as well just absolutely not do it. So yeah. when when you go, you don't have to give away your secrets here. But when you when you identify someone for a client or for yourself, and you start that conversation, do you have like a a set of of initial bits of chat that you know works or do you do you look at the person and try and figure out what might connect with them or um or are you just yourself it 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 depends on the client to be fair it depends on how much time they have um how committed they are to it i mean i'm i'm quite happy to go in and and do a hard sell approach for my clients if if they want me to Mm -hmm. um i would advise against it um but it's it's a case of then softening it up. Mm. Um, because if you go in with a soft approach and you're approaching lots of people saying, hi, oh, you know, let's have a coffee sometimes, you'll get a lot of people that will come back and say, yeah, yeah, let's have a coffee. And then you'll be like, mm, I haven't got the time for all this. Yeah. I've also got to run my business. So a lot of clients, you know, they, they just want sort of three, four good quality leads every single week, half an hour on the phone, something like that. So we we will go for, I wouldn't say a hard sell because a hard sell just wouldn't work, but what mm. I like to coin the medium density approach. <laughs> I like that. And it essentially starts off as, a, as an introduction and then it sort of flows into the features and the benefits with a call to action at the end. Mm. Um, but within that, again, it's about, making it fun if possible so if you are going to go with that and i i, I use the vanilla what, what did you are you used to 
plaint to describe something as plain, but it would be okay. the same beige. Same beige that was it. Yeah, I'd, I'd call it the vanilla approach. We are sat in a beige room, actually. I probably shouldn't <laughs> focus on that too much. Um, yeah. So if you're going to go in with a vanilla approach, it's it's going to be a lot more difficult. But if you go in and you know you start off fun with mm. something funny, you then go into the serious part and you close it funny. That then at least breaks down those barriers and people are thinking then, yeah, this is somebody I'd like to have a conversation with. This is somebody I'd like to get to know at the very least. I think it's, it's a relief, if nothing else, to be kind of on the receiving end of things like that. Yeah. It's yeah, a lot absolutely. easier and it will stick in your mind because we're, we're all exposed to so many marketing messages now. On, on all platforms and absolutely everywhere, that, that having something that shines through like that is is a really neat way. I think it's almost a modern equivalent of a very old mass mailing system that people would use when you're sending out thousands of letters to, to potential businesses. Instead of just sending a letter, people used to put things like handful of dice in each letter and not refer to them in the copy. This is a proper old-fashioned thing. But yeah. the, the, the logic of it was that somebody who receives, you know, an MD or someone receives a stack of envelopes on their desk, if there's a wonky one, they're probably going to open that one first. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was trying to think the worst thing you could put in. Glitter would probably be the worst thing. I don't know <laughs> yeah. why I'm trying to use the worst thing. It must have just been the mood I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's just about being clever. You mm. know, I've, I've seen lots of clever methods uh, similar to that there was one person um on a facebook group he had sent out boxes of sweets hmm. and they were in a, a pretty solid plastic box that you could see through and all of these sweets and there was a lock with a code and it was like if you ring us up to have a sales call <laughs> we will also give you the code to all of these sweets Probably was quite an expensive way of doing some marketing, I would have thought, but it would have got a hell of a response I, rate. Yeah, expensive, but if it's well targeted, it's money well spent because you could send out half a million brochures to every possible company who might might be interested in your services in the whole of Europe, for example, and you'd spend a phenomenal amount of money, even if you got it down to, say, like less than a pound per prospect you're still pissing away 99% of that money. Mm. Whereas I think if you've identified, right, this month, using LinkedIn or, or what, you know, whatever other lead generation, this month we want to have five good conversations. If you look at the amount of money it would cost to send out something like a box of sweets or, or do something, invest mm. in some way, then I think it's probably not that expensive. It, it, it's a whole other discussion, but it's the cost per acquisition thing. Mm which I think is it's not so much interesting as essential. So, you know, if you're going to send something or spend time on someone who is highly likely, that cost per acquisition is worth it. It's absolutely money well spent, which um, sounds like I'm justifying our existence <laughs> as marketers. But, but you know, it's, it's true. It works. We, you know, we, you've been doing this for, for quite a long time now. So, yeah, yeah so just, just an, an, an interesting aside that's going absolutely nowhere, but... <laughs> Yeah, but, but it, is, it is the same with your online marketing materials. You know, I, I remember um, there, was, there was a plumbing firm and, and they'd been speaking to um, the content marketing company. Mm. And one of their suggestions was like to put up a blog post of like six tips to save water. And it was just like, who, who gives a shit about that? <laughs> you know, who's going to look at it and go, yeah, I'd really like to know about six tips on how to save water, mm. and then I'm going to go to that plumbing firm. Mm. And one of the things that I did with them was gear it up around Ipswich Town. Mm. You know, show, show like Ipswich that you are 
a supporter of the local football team, which, to be fair, one of the directors was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it did. It, it, it just brought in some natural, cheap traffic, like ne- next to nothing. It's humanity, really. though, isn't it? It, it is, it's, but it, it, it's having that brand that people associate with mm. and not just being, oh, well, yeah, we're, we're a plumbing firm, for yeah. example. Um, and, it, and, it, and it works. It just, just having that little bit of difference, just doing something different, just to engage your audience, whether it's copy, whether it's your actual content, things like that. That's what gets you traffic and helps you fight against the the big boys within your industry. Absolutely. I mean, we're very much kind of on board with that, which is why I want to speak to you, because still see so much marketing that's just people trying to shout louder than other people. Mm. And you don't have to increase your budget massively. And, you know, if, if, if a campaign, any type of campaign you're doing, whether it's paid advertising, SEO, whatever, if it's not working, you can rarely fix it by shoving more money at it. Mm. You know, this is why the internet is still such an exciting kind of space for me to work in. Is because when I first started many years ago, I realised that with no money but intelligence, you can beat any competitor and it's still possible. You know, there's there's more opportunities to spend money now, but I think you'll still get ahead with intelligent thought and creativity. This is why everyone I work with here, and to be fair, a lot of people like yourselves who I associate with and, and spend, you know, peers I spend time with, it's because they're all creatives. Yeah. That gives us the edge. That That's what, what makes us kind of interesting, I think. Yeah. Which I'm quite proud of, actually. I was going <laughs> to kind of put some modesty in there, but no, I think it's, it's a, a massive... It's a massive plus. You don't have to shout to stand, a, you know, to stand out in a crowd. No, not at all. Um, and and to take it back to LinkedIn again, you know, I mean, just that change of profile picture mm-hmm. to to me of, of of Mary increased my profile views by two thousand five hundred percent. Hey, I've got to do of, that. Of, of people just. I, perverts I presume I don't know but um, you know people just going oh nice legs so let me check out that profile but you know it, it, Could just be. something as simple as that can it increase by by that figure I mean it's it, you know subtle little changes and and LinkedIn you know even if you are a, a very small business with no budget you can do it by yourself and you can do it for free yeah and you can do it effectively for free as well absolutely um, just keep keep subscribing to this podcast and if you want some more tips yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> it, it's it's interesting is keep going back to this humanity thing of kind of showing who you are and there as we record this uh, tail end of january 2020 there's a thing going around called the dolly parton challenge have mm. you seen this it's i have yes it's four images and we're laughing we've been laughing earlier because one of our clients has just done one they show shipping containers i'll give them a plug go go check out billybox.co.uk and that's <laughs> billy ends in ie um and they've, they've done that for for shipping containers which is it's just bonkers. But anyway, the, the whole point of that is that people have the, um, f- inst- the LinkedIn profile or LinkedIn image, which is very staid, very kind of straight-faced. They then have the, in- the Facebook one, which is then with loads of friends. They then have... I've got Jen here as well, by the way, so I'm going to need some help. Just shout out, say hello. Hello. <laughs> so then have got... Instagram. Uh, Instagram, which is people on I don't know doing crazy stuff looking or, good yeah, yeah. D- the very polished idea of what they want to be and then I think Tinder's the last one isn't it so again yeah, my client had two shipping containers on a beach watching the sun go <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the, the point is that what what I what I believe more and more is that on each platform your the the way you present yourself should be fairly much pretty much the same I mean, I'm guilty of this myself. On my Facebook, I've got a picture of me on stage 
pressing buttons and there's kind of lasers and smoke and stuff and like that that's a big part of my life kind of being a performer but having spoken to you this morning if it's on LinkedIn I've got a picture of me grinning like a goon in front of a stack of books looking like a school photo <laughs> it shouldn't be that way I should have the picture of me performing because that that is who I am yeah I, I mean just I, I don't know the advice most LinkedIn marketers will give you is make sure you have a professional headshot and, I see that, and I so, hate that. I that, that, that so would be the times. last thing that you should do. Because, mm. again, if you want to blend in with everybody else and fight for that same piece of pie as everybody else, then, yeah, blend in. But <laughs> if you want more, then stand out. No, I, I absolutely agree. I kind of I go to... There's always loads of training courses kind of being put on by various professionals around here. I like going to all of them. I, you know, I've never claimed as an internet marketer I've got all the answers because I think I'd just be insane. But yeah, one of the things I said, someone said the most important thing on LinkedIn, never have a black and white picture. And I thought, why? I don't, if everyone's got the same color, perfectly balanced, you know, studio headshot, and you're looking at a page of results, it's probably the black and white one that, that would draw my attention. I mean, the, 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 the ones like yours probably draw attention a lot faster. But, but the point is that it's, it's another example of people separating reality and the internet and thinking they're two separate things they're not because whatever you try and present on linkedin if it works at some point you're going to be sat like we are now across a desk or or somewhere talking to someone and they're either going to say yeah that is the guy i want to speak to and it does link up with what i saw on linkedin and it all is creating a picture in that potential kind of client or customer's head or they're going to think who the hell is this? <laughs> mm. And I know which way is going to work better, which way is going to end up in a sale or, or a connection or whatever you want. It's going to be the one that, that makes sense, not the one where you turn up. It's like, I'm not going to go on and on now, but I've always had a problem wearing suits because the suit to me is a way of making you look like absolutely everybody else. I work in London. I've worked in London full time many years ago. And the walk from Liverpool Street to Tower Hill where I worked, it was like walking among clones. Mm. Everyone's the same. Everyone's absolutely the same. And I've never understood why at some point someone decided a business suit was a good idea. I mean, I'm fairly scruffy myself. And so you've turned up with your Ace Ventura <laughs> T-shirt, <laughs> but it's probably more memorable than kind of turning up in a suit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's certain industries that you probably would wear a suit, um, and I, I don't mind a nice suit, but it has to be a nice oh, suit. Oh, it's got to be really nice. Yeah, like, it's, I, it has to be like a really, really expensive nice suit. Um, and But it, it, a suit's not really me as well, no. to be fair. Um, and, yeah, I, I think we, we do have that luxury a little bit more within marketing to be able to push those boundaries a little bit more. Mm. Um, than, than so, I mean, if you're an insurance broker, for example, and you turned up looking like this, it's not going to resonate quite so much. But, I mean, you could do – I mean, uh, talking about insurance, you know, I have a client at the moment um, sells life insurance to directors, mm -hmm. um, and his message is, is quirky. Um, his profile picture is, it's not mad, but it's a picture of him with his, with his child. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's, he's doing really, really well. I mean, yeah. it's took two months. I think they've quoted for, um, what did he say, 40, 40, was it 40 or 400,000, uh, 40, £40,000 worth wow. of business in, in two months. Yeah. So, you know, and it's just he's gone in a little bit different rather yeah, than being, you know. He's gone in as an You need life insurance. It's going to be you're going to die. You need to have life insurance, you know. So he's, he's gone in as, as an actual human being. Yeah. Which yeah. I think 
kind of if you were to summarise everything we've talked about today and we've waved around, I think my summary would be be more human, be more yourself on LinkedIn or anywhere else. Um, have you got a nice summary, something we can wrap up with, nice and tidy? Um, I, yeah, I, I, I do like the, the be yourself um, just because everybody's different. You're not going to get on with everybody. Mm. So just, yeah, just be yourself because if you're not, you'll get found out at some point. Mm. Um, and, yeah, just just push push you to the max. Absolutely. It's, it's that thing that we all talk about kind of how long we've been doing things or how much experience we have, and we try and use that. Well, you know, some people try and use that to kind of bring in new clients or customers, but the reality is I've got the most experience in being Andrew Laws. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I can be Andrew Laws fairly well. It, it's fairly effortless. I've got 43 years under the belt of, of being myself. So, yeah, cool. Well, thank you very, very much, Milo. I think it's been really interesting, and I think um, I'd probably like to get you back because I think it's been quite a fun discussion. Thank you. So, so do you want to give yourself... Give Digital Dominate another little plug before we before we close out. Yeah, um, okay. So, uh, yeah, I can help you generate leads on LinkedIn and give you some good advice on how to uh, sort your profile out so it stands out and is a bit more optimised. Um, the web address is digital-dominator.com. Um, it is currently going under a revamp, so if you look at it and it looks crap, that would be because it's the old one. Um, hopefully soon you will see a very good website where you will be able to see me as my professional role as chief coffee maker on the website as well um, and also if you are in the local suffolk area and you like a drink or four on the third thursday of the month um, i do run pub networking as well which we usually get a good sort of 15 to 20 other business owners um, including Andrew, who has already mm-hmm. got his ticket for next month. I have indeed. Um, and I'm sure Jen is going to get her ticket soon <laughs> as well. But, you know, that remains to be seen. But, yes, that would be good to see you there as well. And that's pubnetworking.co.uk for that website. Yeah, I'm just going to add my own little endorsement for that. Kind of I've generally avoided networking events for many, many years because I hated them. <laughs> and things have changed a bit. They don't tend to be a, an awkward room full of people wearing suits not talking to each other now they are better but the one that i really like is 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 your one milo thank you because it's the worst thing is if if you walk in for me i'm not exactly a shy guy but if i walk into a room and then someone says stand up and introduce yourself it's i just die a little bit but there's an element of people introducing themselves at your events but it's just a lot nicer it's just a lot more laid back and a lot lot friendlier and the talks have been really good as well, and so's the beer. So, yep. yeah, there, there's my hearty endorsement. Yes, no, it, it, I try to make them as relaxing and as unstuffy as possible, mm. to be fair. Well, I'd say kind of we're only an, it, we're recording this in Ipswich. We're only an hour down the train tracks from London. So if you're listening to this in London, yeah, come to Ipswich for the evening. Why yeah. not? It'd take you just as long to get across London if you were going to a networking event there. So people of London, come to Ipswich. Come meet Milo. And me, probably. Yes, and have a beer. And have a beer. Okay, well, thanks very much. I really appreciate your time. Um, Thanks to you, the listener, as well. Thanks to Gareth for his patient editing of this. Uh, There's a whole lot of things and a whole load of swearing and all kinds of stuff that... <laughs> Gareth always edits out. So no, please like... I, I, I like the swearing. Can we keep that in? I, you know, the, the swearing is, is ramping up at the moment. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but thanks for listening. Please like, subscribe and share, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.